Hello and welcome to Egyptian Dream, brought to you by the Planet Sport Football Africa team out here in Cairo. I'm Tom Ellis. And I'm Liam Flint. And it's day 21 of the Africa Cup of Nations 2019. Today we'll be bringing you the latest and the reaction from last night's quarterfinal games. Senegal against Benin and Nigeria against South Africa, which we were at. So all the reaction from that and a look ahead to tonight's games. But first, Liam, you've not had breakfast today, have you? How are you feeling? Are you holding up? Yeah, we missed breakfast. Uh, I think it was about 10 o'clock that we finally rose. It was a late night last night, of course. All the fan reaction we were trying to soak up as we walked through Cairo after that game between Nigeria and South Africa. So, yes, it's been a, a slow start to the day, you could say. Uh, but that's pretty much the Egyptian culture around here, isn't it? So we're not out of place yeah, they tend to stay up very late in the summer because obviously the temperatures get so high. We're reaching 39, 40 towards the end of this week. So they tend to stay up late where they can relax in a cafe at the side of the street until the early hours of the morning. We were working till the early hours of the morning, but I, I do have to say, actually, I ventured downstairs into the kitchen just to try and get a coffee. And um, so big shout out to the guest housekeeper, Adil, who managed to find me a yoghurt and a piece of bread to have a breakfast. So... I apologise, Liam, I did actually have some breakfast. I forgive you. Yeah, Adil's been great. No English, so we have a massive language barrier, but it's all a lot of hand gestures uh, and a lot of body language. But we're, we're becoming good friends, although we can never tell him that and he can never tell us that. Uh, we feel like we've made a connection there. OK, a look at last night's games in the quarterfinals. The first one of the night was Senegal, the Taranga Lions against Benin. Well, I did say yesterday... The test for Benin will be, can they handle the occasion? And um, we're going to find out now. Um, and they did themselves proud. 1-0 finish to Senegal. A solitary goal from Adrissa Garnagay. Everton midfielder slotting home after a cheeky assist from Mane. Really nice team move. Started and finished by Gay. And that was enough. And Benin, they fought hard. The squirrels were resolute once again. Defensively, they were quite disciplined until... The last few moments when their centre-back Olivier Verdon hauled down Gay as he looked to break through to add a second goal. At the edge of the area, completely pulled his shirt and he was clearly the last man. So I think he knew exactly what he was doing. At this point, Benin couldn't afford to go 2-0 down. So he took one for the team, as they say, took an early bath. He was red-carded, so Benin finished the match with 10 men. But credit to the Squirrels. I mean, what a run they've been on, Tom. They deserve a lot of credit. They do. They've proved themselves to be a very difficult team to beat. Uh, strong there in defence. They've not conceded many goals and have done really well to get this far. But a goal made on Merseyside for Senegal. Set up by Sadio Mane, Liverpool's Sadio Mane and scored by Idrissa Garner Gay of Everton. This is the first time Senegal are going through to the last four since 2006 when they reached the semis and then lost in the playoff game. So they'll face the winner of tonight's game between Madagascar and Tunisia, which we'll be at, which will be a great one to watch, I'm sure. And we'll be bringing you all the reaction from that one as well tomorrow. I was going to ask you, Tom. Go on. I was just going to ask you, who do you think Senegal would prefer to face? Because they'll be watching this tonight. They'll be eagerly thinking, who are we going to get in the semi-final? Do you think they'd rather have Madagascar or Tunisia? I think Madagascar have been such an unexpected package in this. They might actually prefer to play Tunisia, where they're going to know what they're going to get a bit more. Madagascar are just, yeah, full of surprises. So I think, I think they'll say their answer will be, we'll take either. We'll be ready for whoever comes at us. 
but I think there's some magic in the air with this Madagascar side. And maybe they'll prefer to face the Tunisia side where they're more likely to know what they're going to get. I think they'll bite your hand off to face Tunisia, to be honest. Um, so that's the first semi-final matchup coming together there. And this next one I'm calling the scrappy one. South Africa versus Nigeria. Tom, we were there mm. and it was a bit, of, a bit of lack of quality. I think all goals uh, were very of a very scrappy nature. There wasn't too much ebb and flow and attacking football. Uh, so 2-1 that finished to the Super Eagles. It was a game that really burst into life quite late on after the Super Eagles took a fortuitous lead after a ricochet which fell kindly to Boy Wonder and people really did love him in the stadium. Samuel Chukwueze, who tucked home from close range and that was his first international goal. What a time on the massive AFCON quarterfinal stage to get your first goal and he also becomes the youngest goal scorer at this year's AFCON and in case you're wondering, he is 20 years old. Yeah, he looks like a brilliant player, a really tricky winger, playing for Villarreal in Spain. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more things from him to come because I think he was man of the match as well at the end there. Uh, but he was causing all sorts of problems down that wing for the Super Eagles. And it just felt a bit like a training session for long periods, didn't it? In that it went very quiet. Nigeria were just coasting after that first goal. And it took a bit of VAR, classic VAR action, to really unite the tie. Um, and Bafana Bafana had a header from a, a free kick, which was Bongani Zungu, who equalised with a header from the free kick. It was initially ruled out for a suspected offside. And then, of course, we had about a five-minute wait for VAR to do its thing. And replays actually showed that the ball took a touch off a Nigerian player on its way to him. So the goal stood, which sparked off the stadium again. Funnily enough, Tom, wasn't it? All the Egyptian fans were uh, donning Nigeria jerseys today. They were supporters in disguise. They did not like South Africa, did they? They didn't. There was a good crowd inside the Cairo International Stadium, actually. And as you said, many of those Egyptian fans there supporting Nigeria, they'd probably booked tickets expecting their side to be in that game. But instead, they put their full support behind the Super Eagles. Um, so that did add a bit of atmosphere to what was otherwise a, a bit of a scrappy game which as you said burst into life on occasion and largely thanks to VAR which had been introduced at the quarterfinal stage um, and has been at the centre of attention already at the first time it's appeared in AFCON and Mane had two disallowed goals for offside in that other game and also Zungu's header there for South Africa which was in the end given as a goal so VAR playing its part and adding to the drama in this tournament it looked like it was going to extra time, but then, in the very last minute of the game, in the 89th minute, William Trustekong managed to bundle the ball into the back of the net somehow for Nigeria. A dramatic late winner to send the Super Eagles into the Africa Cup of Nations semi-finals. Heartbreak for South Africa, but an absolutely jubilant Nigeria side, fans and a joyous Egyptian crowd as well, reacting to that one. We spoke to match winner and Super Eagles defender William Troost Ikong right after the game. South Africa had most of the ball. Um, I don't think they looked too dangerous. They were, we, in the second half, they were of course coming and we were deeper. Um, but I can't remember many big chances or the saves for the goalkeeper. Um, yeah, but of course it's a relief. You don't want to go into extra time because anything can happen and the penalty is the same. Um, so yeah, I was happy that we could finish it a little bit earlier and we don't have to uh, play another 30 minutes. And uh, you want to go all the way through? Of course, that's what we dream about. 
um, but of course it's going to be very difficult. Ivory Coast and uh, Algeria are two massive teams and yeah, we're going to have to be ready for them and uh, after that we can think about the final. Does it feel like the confidence within the team is increasing with each game? Yeah, I think we had a lot of criticism in the group stage. Um, we started a little bit slow, uh, but I prefer to playing this way, uh, prefer playing this way around and growing into the tournament and hopefully next game we can be better again. How did it feel when the ball hit the back of the net there? Yeah, it was amazing, of course. Uh, you have a moment of ecstasy. Um, yeah, I, I forgot how dry the pitch was. I tried to do a knee slide and I almost made a flip. And uh, you have to laugh about it sometimes. I'm just very happy for the team and um, yeah, that we could win today. How did it go in in the end? Was it off the knee? Did you say? It, no, it was off my shin. Um, I, I think you can see in the replay, I tried to guide it a little bit, but what happened was the goalkeeper went underneath the ball. So I think I was in the right position. I attacked the, the back post and it just dropped for me. And uh, I think you could only put yourself in the best position and then you have to finish it when it gets there. And you have to have a little bit of luck sometimes, but I don't care if it came off my knee, off my nose, off, uh, or off my bum, but as long as you score, then you're going to be happy with it. Do you have to thank God in these moments? Does your faith come into this? Of course, of course. I think after the game as well, you saw that we, uh, yeah, we dedicate this, uh, this game to God. I think in moments like that, you can't, you can't uh, prepare for, and uh, yeah, you need to have a bit of uh, divine intervention, and I think that happened to us tonight. I think the good thing about us is that we've kept it humble, and we know that it's not all of us that are in control, and um, yeah. Hopefully we can have some more rewarding times ahead. Nigeria will now have to wait to see who their opponents will be in the semi-finals. They'll play either Algeria or Cote d'Ivoire. Their fans were delighted, singing, dancing after the game and we managed to speak to a few as the team bus left the stadium. Wow, wow, wow. The performance was very nice. It was very nice. But we have some error. But I believe the technical crew they are going to correct the mistake. Were you worried at one point? Did you think it was going to extra time? Uh, although I think during the 1-1, I believe that we are going to play penalty before. But thank God, Nigeria uh, players, they tried, they used their power, they used their energy, and we won. And who do you want to play in the semi-final? Uh, I pray to meet Algeria, because uh, my fellow West African brother, Senegal, Senegal power. They have strength, they have mentality, but I believe uh, we can beat Algeria, but Senegal, no. It's going to be fantastic because uh, Nigeria is number one in Africa. Nigeria is going to win this AFCON, I believe. So you're a member of the, the Nigeria fans band. How pleased are you today? I'm very happy. I'm very glad. Like never before, perhaps. I'm very happy to be here to experience the football match. But victory to Nigeria. Thank you. Yeah. Were you worried at one stage? Yeah, I was worried. You know, football is a kind of a, kind of emotional thing, which you know, you, you know it brings down your morale. And at times you just have to summon courage to what it is. At times you come up again. Then that's when you want to gain the victory. You just have to you know summon courage and you know bring the whole thing up again. That's it. And on the other side of the coin, of course, South Africa will be absolutely devastated with that. Such a sloppy goal to concede right at the end from that set piece. I think they were in disbelief at how easily they allowed the ball to come all the way across and a Kong to nod in. So we caught up with one of their key men, Percy Tao, straight after the game. And here's how he reflected on his AFCON experience. 
I feel good. I feel extremely proud of the team. I think we, we didn't push in everything. Uh, after the match, I looked at everyone and then they did put in a, they put in, they did put in a hard work and then I think everyone can look at each other and, and be proud of the work that we did. Yeah, and how proud should the nation be of how far you've gone? Gone above expectation? I think everyone is proud and then it was expected for us to try and push a little bit further. We wanted to go a bit further, but then I think it was just unfortunate This is, it comes to an end. Okay, thanks for getting in touch over social media and WhatsApp. We asked you who do you think will get to the semi-finals and who will win AFCON and you've been responding to us. So, we've got a few to read out now. Belong Baji in the Gambia. After my favourite Ghana is out, I now go for Madagascar to be the champions. Alan Ernest Togiri Yezu in Rwanda. On paper, it's clear that Senegal, Nigeria and Tunisia would reach the semi-final. But for me, Ivory Coast and Nigeria are a challenge. For Sadio Mane, it's a bit of a challenge. He may yet be the best Golden Ball candidate. Ernest Williams, also in the Gambia, says, I think Ivory Coast will win AFCON 2019 now. And Ricky in Zambia says Algeria are favourites to win this one, but I can see Nigeria, Tunisia and Senegal also making the semi-finals. Aranitwa Emi in Uganda says I see Senegal, Algeria, Nigeria and Madagascar in the semi-finals because Madagascar will go through as a surprise team. Nigeria has been unlucky, Senegal is my favourite and Algeria plays total football. Keep sending those messages in to us. We love hearing from you. So via WhatsApp or social media. On WhatsApp, the number to message us is plus four four seven nine five five two three two seven eight zero. And if you need that again, it's plus four four seven nine five five two three two seven eight zero. Now, finally, before we go, a little look ahead to tonight's games. Two more quarterfinals for you. The first up. Cote d'Ivoire against Algeria. Cote d'Ivoire facing an Algeria team that have won all four games, having scored nine goals, yet to concede, looking one of the strongest teams in this tournament, and Cote d'Ivoire yet to really impress, but they keep going through. Wilfred Zaha looks set to start, having been a key man for them, especially in the last two games, and getting the winner against Mali in the last 16. Uh, but Algeria, with the likes of Riyad Mahrez, Ishmael Benassa, Youssef Belaili, all looking dangerous, as well as Adam Wanez, who has three goals and one assist. He's the joint top scorer in this competition, and he's really one to watch. So they've got a very strong team. I think Algeria are coming across as a, a team, and I think when you look at Cote d'Ivoire, you see some individuals that are standing out, and you think if those individuals turn up, if the likes of Wilfred Zahar continue their scoring runs, then I think they could go through. But you just look at Algeria and they're playing as a team. Even Mares, he's not overshadowing anyone else and they just look to be very well drilled. So if I was to put my money on it, I think I'd have to go and Algeria win just because they have more of a, a collective unit. But then there are some players of real brilliance and world-class in that Cote d'Ivoire side. So I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 Algeria. And then the final game, the final quarter-final is between... Oh, that was a very loud beep. Apologies for that. Just a car horn. Uh, the fourth and final quarter-final is between Madagascar and Tunisia. We'll be heading to that game later, so looking forward to that one. Madagascar looking to continue the fairy tale and cause another upset, having already defeated Nigeria and DR Congo. Tunisia yet to win a game in this tournament in normal time, having drawn all three group games and needing penalties to get past Ghana in the last 16. 
This is the 10th AFCON quarter-final for Tunisia and they failed to advance in their past five appearances when they've got to this stage. Whereas Madagascar continued to move up the FIFA rankings but are still outside of the top 100. Tunisia, on the other hand, second highest ranked African team going into the tournament. A tricky one to call, but can the Madagascar dream go on? It definitely can. They just don't seem to have any fear. Maybe that's a good thing about having never reached this, these heights before, is that you don't know any better, do you? Uh, nothing to fear, no bad memories, no scars of previous defeats, whereas, like you just said, Tunisia have plenty of those. So I would say Madagascar... To steamroller that one. I think Tunisia have got this far on merit, but they're not exactly setting the house on fire. So I'm going to go for a Madagascar win. So the winners of that game will play Senegal in the semi-final. We'll be there later and we'll be bringing you reaction from that one on tomorrow's podcast. So that's it for now. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the football tonight. And we'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to Egyptian Dream, a Planet Sport Football Africa podcast brought to you by Passion for Sport. Goodbye. See ya.